0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is TeacherCast podcast episode number 191. We are talking all about innovation and being innovative in your classroom today. Welcome to 2019, guys. It is so good to see you guys. Thank you for making TeacherCast your home for professional development. Today we're talking all about some of the great things that are happening across the country. I have a fantastic guest on from a company that you might be familiar with called Intel. And we're gonna be talking about how they are helping students and teachers across the world be innovative. We've also got a great educator on from the city of Oakland to talk about how his students and Intel have connected this year to do some pretty awesome things in the classroom. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys that there's some great things happening on TeacherCast each and every week. You can, of course, visit TeacherCast.net to check out our amazing nine podcast series all about tech coaching and podcasting and educational technology. If you guys are looking for a great place to call home this year, check out all of the shows over on teachercast.net today. Wanna to bring on our first guest. She is from the company called Intel, one of my favorite tech companies. Wanna bring on Reysana Hurtado. Rosana, how are you today? Welcome to the show.
1: I am well, I'm really excited to be here. Thanks, Jeff. Thank
0: you so much for being here. Today, we're talking all about innovation, things that students are doing in the classroom now. You know, last year, teacher TeacherCast spent a lot of time talking about ways and reasons that students can be innovative in the classroom. Talk to us a little bit about that. What does innovation mean to education these days?
1: There are a lot of ways to incorporate innovation. But for us at Intel, how we look at it is really the technology that you put into the classroom. Um, and we leave it up to the educators to actually figure out how to incorporate that. But we've been working a lot. Um, To team up and figuring out how that is. So some examples, um, virtual reality, you can use virtual reality to dissect a frog or go to space or go to a museum that perhaps is across the country or across the world. Um, And so really getting impacted by um, the fact that you can access things that you normally wouldn't be able to. You can also use something called artificial intelligence where Um, It can be used in the way of personalized learning. I'm sure a lot of people on the show know what that is, Mm -hmm. Um, but AI, artificial intelligence, makes it a little bit deeper um, and it understands how a student learns um, and helps the teacher understand how a student learns best.
0: You know, I love the fact that Intel is really and has really uh, put themselves behind education. Uh, Tell us a little bit about some of the things that we were talking about before the recording. Intel's been in the education business for a long time, haven't they?
1: Yeah, we have a deep history in education. So for over 10 years, we've been investing in the space over a billion dollars worth of of investment in professional development for educators, um, building schools uh, and, and... we are still invested in this space very much so.
0: Now, anybody that's looking for more information about this great stuff can go over on twitter.com forward slash intel news, a great channel. Check everything out today. I want to bring on our co-host today. I want to bring on Mr. Kenan Scott from from uh, from Oakland, California. Kenan, how are you today? Welcome to the show.
2: Hey, hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for having Oakland on the show. I'm so happy to represent Oakland and the uh, Oakland Unified School District and all that we're doing with computer science to engage students as well as help them identify as the future of this fourth industrial Revolution it is so nice. Thank you.
0: it is so nice to have you here it is great to have you here now tell us a little bit about Oakland Unified um, is it a, what kind of school district is it how many kids how many buildings how 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 awesome is your job man tell us a little bit about it.
2: My job is super awesome, and I'll just start by saying I came to this position from being a teacher at Stokeland Middle School, so it's really a nice place to be when you know what's happening at the ground level, and in Oakland, Oakland Unified School District is a public school district here in Oakland, California. We service about 37,000 students uh, from K through 12, and my job is to really understand what the offerings are computer science at our 13 middle schools and nine high schools. So I, I oversee about 22 schools with a, an awesome colleague, my partner Sandberg, who really understands middle school. And so together, we really look at ways in which that we can use the tools to engage students and ways in which we can get all students access to computer science in Oakland.
0: That sounds like a massive undertaking to get nine high schools all doing innovative stuff. And it is so nice to know that there's companies out there like Intel that's doing some pretty cool things. Now, Intel's has been on a journey over the last few months. Um, Rasana tell us a little bit about some of the things that Intel has been doing, because you guys have been having a mobile learning lab, haven't you, going across the country? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, so the Intel Tech Learning Lab is part of a bigger um, brand program that we've been working on. It's called the Transforming Education Program. And um, it launched in October and we started in New York at the Bronx Academy of Letters. Um, and we drove across the country for the last two months. It just ended in California and Oakland was, um, of course, part of that. We've been investing in Oakland um, for the last five years. They're they're. Uh, They have a true heart, a spot in our heart. Um, And so what this brand program was about is how do we make sure that educators know how to use the most innovative technology in their classroom? How do we collaborate with them, hear what they're doing on the ground floor and see what their pain points are and really continue to build out our technology to be the best um, for what they're doing out in, in the education space?
0: And and tell us a little bit about the the, the Tech Learning Lab. It's it's a a huge truck that you guys had an opportunity to drive around the country, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. So the lab um, was souped out with virtual reality um, and AR. And what the virtual reality demos were, where you could dissect a frog or you can go to space. Um, You can also do some art Um, that was three dimensional Um, And while we were there at the schools with the tech learning lab, we also did curriculum within the school. So we had um, Intel employees that were trained to teach teach teachers and also teach students how to incorporate this kind of technology. So we taught Mm -hmm. teachers and students how to make their own virtual reality content. We taught them how to use AI in the classroom, um, how to actually use and program drones, fly them across. the the classroom, which was super cool, very hands-on learning. Um, So it was a whole ordeal. And so we did that at every school that we stopped at as we drove this learning lab across the country.
0: Kenan, it's gotta be pretty cool to sit there at one of your high schools and know that A, this thing is gonna be impacting every single student and teacher on campus. What is it like to have one of these huge trucks pull up and you just know your kids are gonna be playing with virtual Mm -hmm. reality and drones and AR and all of this wonderful stuff. What was it like for your school?
2: I um, was going to jump in and say it was like Coachella for uh, computer <laughs> science nerds. Like, and I I freaked out because the first day that I got to um, it was first at McClyman's, which is in West Oakland, which is near and dear to me because that's the high school that 75% of my students from West Oakland Middle uh, go to. That's where they and that's where they they finish their educational career with us. in OUSD is at Mac, and so just to pull up on a gloomy morning and have this amazing uh, it's a truck with tents and it just literally looks like a fair happening right there on the campus was tremendous and so I spent probably the first day just watching students come out and talking to them about their experience and trying to see what really like stood out for them and and where they were making connections and then I got to attend a couple of the lessons that the Intel group was really putting on in the different classrooms at had a boot camp of like for three days. These students were heavily engaged in making the technology relevant and Mm. useful for them in solving problems. And so I, it was also during computer science education week, which is a national celebration of not only the technology, but how we really like provide students with the empowerment to take on this technology and become the new, leaders in it and not just the leaders but the ones who break barriers. You know, you think about Grace Hopper and how Computer Education Week started and you just want to pass that legacy on to more and more students. And walking up to the Intel Learning Lab, I, I felt like a little kid. I even ran back to West Oakland Middle School and like grabbed a class. It was like, hey, y'all are coming with me. Y'all already filled out walking uh walking permission slips. I'll call your families and let them know I stole you, but you come with me to Mac and we're gonna check this thing out because I wanted more and more students to get involved. It was that amazing.
0: You know, I want, to, I want to pick up on something that you just said about just making it relevant to students. What what does that mean to, to students in Oakland? I mean, is it is it how can middle schoolers relate to augmented reality, to virtual reality, to space? How is Intel out there creating these experiences that these students are obviously getting affected by?
1: I can take on the Intel component of this, so. We want, kids live in a digital world. They A kid now at age three already has some kind of device in their hand and then they go to school and there's nothing there. It's like a different world. And so we're really trying to empower students to be emerged in this technology that is going to be a part of their world when they leave the school and they know how to use it to create a job. So... An example of this, we taught the students how to code a drone, I said before. And then we said, okay, why would you want to code a drone? And Intel has done some really incredible work with the Great Wall of China on reconstructing it. And Mm -hmm. we use drone technology to look at places on the Great Wall that no human could actually walk to or go to. And so that is a relevant connection to say, oh, this is how technology can be a job or this is how technology can change the world. Um, and we continue to use those kind of examples that were really relevant. We also did autonomous driving. Um, we invest in that space heavily and we told the students, you need to use artificial intelligence to understand and learn how a car could potentially hurt someone if you don't put the right algorithms in. Um, and we showed a lot of clips. It was a lot of fun with the students for them to really grasp. And they know this world. They know the digital world. It's just a matter of putting that into the school, right? And say, mm-hmm. hey, it's it's relevant, and the teacher is incorporating it into their into their curriculum.
2: Ken Kenan, yeah. Ken, what was the what was the feedback from the students? I mean, the, they they had, they had fun. Oh yeah. yeah, they certainly had fun, and I had fun watching them. And some of them, it was their first experience in VR. And, and you know, like Raisana said, for many of them, this is the world they live in. And I got to talk to students about how can we really use this technology to get you inspired. Um, we walked, I walked with the students from Mom, so I had this amazing opportunity to pick their brains. And one student already knew he had a VR PlayStation set, so he understood VR. And I was like, okay, so your job is different than some of these other students. When, I, when we walked back, I'm like, ask you, how can I leverage what you're already experiencing in the gaming world in this educational space so that we can make them almost feel like the same? So you're not saying, oh, one is better than the other or one is different, but like I am constantly in this world and I'm using it to, to inform my choices, to help me. And like one of the things he came up with was that they have a job game where you sit in a job and you, you have a job and you do things in an office and that's in virtual reality. I said, well, what do you typically do in this office? And he was like, well, I like to make copies because you can copy Thing you want so okay well that's pretty exciting but what if that job was actually like working at Intel having an internship and seeing what it was like to be in a specific job field you said, well that that would be exciting because it looked the same and it felt the same as the game version and they would give me more purpose and so when I said about making it relevant what was really cool was that even with the autonomous cars which seems so maybe out there for some students the math teachers were able to say hey there's data analysis in this there's statistics There's understanding what all these sensors are telling you and like taking that data and using it to inform the decisions of a car, right? And that becomes totally a new reason why I should learn the difference between mean, median, and average.
0: Now, as far as everything goes with, you know, having Intel there, having all this innovation there, what does it mean to your students to actually be a part of this? Do they understand the awesomeness of being, able to have this stuff coming like what what's do they do they quite get the concept of this is pretty cool and it's at my school
2: yeah they definitely do and it's so much fun to watch them uh, step into this space of feeling empowered special right like mccleiman students honestly feel that there's a huge ecosystem around them that's helping transform their school and thus their outcomes and their professional outcomes and their you know it really is a whole system that's helping guide them and support them. And they love it. I, I watched those students when they first came in, and they were like, "Ooh, there's new ne- there's new notebooks. Are we, do we get these? Does everyone else get these?" Nice. No, no, no it's special for you. They're like, "Oh my god. Okay. Like, Can I have two? You know, like, <laughs> just just own it. And 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 what you write in it is as important as the notebook itself. And they're like, "Well, then where are the pens?" So I'm like, "Oh, there's some cell pens. <laughs> oh my god. Okay." Wait, and they just, they love to feel a part of the profession and they love that with Intel, have internship opportunities. Mm. It's not just a one-off. It's not just the learning lab coming and having a tremendously impactful three days, but it's also an entire pathway for them. When I say an ecosystem, it really is a lot of people helping to guide them towards, honestly, like uh, applications of their learning that they may have never thought existed, professional paths that they... Never thought were for them, and I got the pleasure of, of talking after Rayana and hearing her story and learning that like it's so impactful for these to understand that there's no linear path to success. You are the driving force to success. We're all here to support you and guide you in the ways that you feel most fit your passions.
0: We're here today talking to Kenan Scott from Oakland Unified School District and Rayana her. her- Hurtado from Intel. Now, Kenan, you just mentioned the fact that with Intel, there's so many different pathways for students. Um, Raisana, talk to us a little bit about that relationship that Intel is forming with students. This isn't the first time that Kenan said the word pathway. How is Intel reaching out to help students across the world?
1: So specifically with Oakland we have a program with them um, that is I think the program is actually called pathways um, but we connect students um, in the CS program to internships it's a I believe three-week program over the summer um, and it takes a lot of they do a capstone project in those three weeks on technology that could impact a problem and they solve it using intel technology and they shadow uh, people at intel they go to the headquarters down in santa clara california um we bring them over there we also have people come and speak to them about their about careers at intel um, and it's really about exposing them Uh, to what they don't know, because we all, we don't know what we don't know, and I think that's the really magical thing about this. Um, It's not just a one-way street that Intel gives these students these pathways. It's really for us to to get the insight from diverse thought, right, people that think differently, that come from different backgrounds. That's important to Intel, just as it is important for us to uh, invest back into the community and then to come to Intel's um, headquarters.
0: I'm sure that somebody out there is listening to this show saying, hey, how do I get Intel to communicate and collaborate with my students? What are some of the ways that a a, a school district can reach out to you guys?
1: You can reach us at Twitter at Intel News um, and reach out to us there. and, And always happy to connect and see how we can continue to collaborate. At the end of the day, it's about learning what the problems are on the ground. Um, we are a technology company after all, and we are here to partner with the people that actually do the work to understand and create solutions that impact how people learn and, and prepare them for the future.
0: You know, Kenan, there's so many school districts out there that are just getting into this stuff. Here we are, it's January, it's 2019, and if, if a school district is looking at this saying, "Kenan," Help me out. How do I get started with this? How, how do I bring innovation into my school? Where do I go? How do I provide PD? How do I create a curriculum? Talk to those school administrators out there right now, Ken, and where is that first step that people can take?
2: We are fortunate. We are in the area, So having partners like Intel really accelerate our ability to provide computer science education to so many students but I would always people to start small, start with those. I think the easiest places to look for curriculum are code.org, uh, code HS, which is short for code high school. Um, those are really uh, all in one kind of inclusive spaces for curriculum where it's, a, and they also provide professional development training for your teachers. So over the summer code.org has many uh, sites where they'll do this professional development. Uh, they have a middle school curriculum, uh, intro ninth grade curriculum, they also have an APCSP curriculum, which you can use to create almost like three years right there of solid computer science education. So if you're a high school looking to start, I would suggest going and look at CodeHS or Code.org. In terms of where do you, I think our biggest challenge as a big district is continuously hiring really strong educators who are excited about the use of technology in their classroom. And I've found that some of our best teachers are coming from the math section or the math discipline—that that is also a really nice place to have that crossover where you still have a certified teacher in the room or certificated teacher in the room and you can grow from there you can just really understand what their passions are i look for teachers who are passionate about bringing innovation into their classroom and that might be a math teacher who just on a whim used hour of code for CS Ed week or you know a english teacher who somehow found scratch to be exciting for their students and is themselves excited about the possibility of changing student outcomes by allowing them to express their knowledge in creative ways. The maker Ed teachers, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many Maker Ed teachers I reach out to. And I'm like, well, you know how to use a 3D printer, so you're pretty good. Your basis is pretty solid, but find those, those, those strengths in your district, find those educators who are passionate about innovation or passionate about making change. And I mean, I to give you a really micro level, There's a school in New Jersey and I wish I had the name, it's on the tip of my tongue, but they have a teacher who just was myself very passionate about computer science and he, with the administrator support, flipped the whole school to become a more integrated computer science school. So there, there are lovely ways to start at a micro level and then work your way out to a whole district. But I will say that once the machine is running at a district level, get ready to run with it. It's like a treadmill on a hundred.
0: I'm sure somebody out there listening to this is going, what is he talking about? What were those things? This is teacher (laughs) cast podcast, 191. We're going to make sure that we have as many or if not all of these links that Kenan was just talking about, but overall, Kenan, what you just told us is that this does not have to be difficult and this does not have to be expensive. Right. Um, cs week uh, hour of code these are all free websites
2: yes code.org has hour of code that stays up all year long it has a you can register your school so that you've come up on the map and for that one week of cs which is the first week in december you can be on the map as a computer science school uh with code.org and then and that is the website code.org so they made it really easy (laughs) and uh you can keep doing those lessons. You can sign up as a teacher where you actually have a classroom where students go through the lessons on their own accord and play the video. So code.org makes it really easy to implement and you can start with one and grow from there. It's like and a it, virus.
0: And it's always important, And I get teachers saying this all the time, hour of code does not mean just an hour of code, mm-hmm. right? An hour, yeah. it, it was a buzzword that happened a couple of years ago, but you can go to those websites any time during the year. And by the way, you can go there more than once and check that stuff out. What, Hour of Code has 100 games or so like that. Very easy to use, doesn't matter if you're on an iPhone, iPad, Windows, Mac, whatever it is, you can sit there. I wanna talk a little bit about the future of all of this stuff. When when Intel is looking to shape the future of education and especially of technology, Where are we um, heading with all of this stuff? What's Kenan gonna be working with his students in five years, in 10 years?
1: Uh, You're gonna see a lot of artificial intelligence in the classroom, uh, more sensors, understanding how students engage, um, and more feedback for teachers. You know, teachers have to deal with a lot of things. and I, I say they all deserve a really huge award that's, um, that encompasses how, how much they have to take care of. So it's not just 30 about average 30 students in a classroom, it's everything else. They have to be the counselor, they have to be the coach. Um, and so if we are able to put artificial intelligence into the classroom, which you will see in the next five, 10 years, um, these teachers will be able to get some of the smaller tasks that take away a lot of time, like taking attendance or um, maybe answering an email late at night um, for a student that has a question on a math problem in real time. So you're already seeing some of that happening where you're using bots, using artificial intelligence to answer questions that students have in the college level. And we really see that happening in the lower levels a little farther out, but it, it will happen.
0: I got, I got to tell you, recently we had the holidays here. Uh, my, my my five-year-old triplets were on our iPad. They love playing with the with the caterpillar games. They love playing their race car games, where everything goes. And the thing that they've been fighting over recently is a is a little augmented reality game from the San Diego Zoo, where it puts a, a kangaroo in your living room if you want. They love that stuff. It is engaging. It is able to to put them into places that that you know with. with Again, I'm not suggesting every five-year-old have a device in their hand at all. But the stuff is coming. The stuff is here. It's great for school districts. It's coming into this consumer products as well. There's so much good stuff in here. I can't uh, say enough, guys. Check out the great stuff that's happening over at Intel these days. Kenan, where can we go to find out more about the great things that's happening in Oakland?
2: We have two sites that are really kind of we're funneling people too to – out really good information one is the Oakland unified school districts linked learning website where you can find out about all of our pathways including computer science health and social justice um, reform and policy we've got visual arts and media so as a district we're really trying to work with our industry partners to provide spaces for all students what what, dependent on what you like we want to have a space for you to land and really explore that deeply um i i love ousd news at ousd news on twitter they always put out really great material and we have our own TV station. It's called Doll. K-D-O-L-T. So we got a lot going on in Oakland.
0: I am gonna make sure that Kenan is able to put all of these links in our show notes because this is awesome <laughs> stuff here that, is, that we have here. Um, Rishana, I'll give you the last word here. You know, Intel is doing some amazing things around the world and certainly in the classrooms. Um, thank you so much for everything that you're doing for education and thank you for, for coming on and, and, and talking to us a little bit about what's, what's, what's happening here in the world of Intel. Um, any last words of advice for any educator out there that's like, I don't know what I'm doing, I wanna try this, what can I do? Share with us some advice to ring in the new year.
1: Um, don't be afraid. So a difference I saw between teachers and students, they were all really excited but It took a teacher, an adult, a little bit longer to want to try it. Um, And so don't be afraid of what this technology, at least try it out and see if you like it or not. Um, And be fearless with it, because the students that you're teaching are going to be the future generation of innovators, and they're not going to be worried about using this technology. Also, don't, um, don't do it alone. There are so many opportunities to partner with people organizations, a lot of free resources out there um, to help you get through this this hurdle because it is a learning for teachers. It's a learning for all of us to incorporate this kind of new things into the classroom. Um, And lastly, um, I think just, I I said it before, but it's so important. We all don't know what we don't know and bringing powerful technology into the classroom and incorporating that into the curriculum for students as really exposing them to things that they possibly wouldn't be able to see otherwise. And so uh, I'll, I'll quote what the pr- principal from Bronx Academy of Letters, the first school stop that we did on the Transforming Education Brand Program. She said, in my 12 years of education, this was the most impactful and inspiring week of my my career and for me that gave me chills so just know that could possibly be you if you're a teacher you can feel that way um i saw it i saw the the faces light up of the educators and of the students so
0: that is absolutely awesome I, I i don't know if i can follow that but i'll say this if there's anything that you guys have out there on your mind about this stuff this is teacher cast podcast episode number 191 um if you're looking to get a hold of intel or canon i will certainly be happy to to do so all the links are going to be in the show notes right Kenan? oh yeah,
2: oh yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's of course several great ways that you can reach out and be a part of the teacher cast educational network in 2019 you can find us on twitter at teachercast leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail and of course email us over at feedback at teachercast.net we want to welcome you guys into the teachercast family there are so many things that we're going to be doing in 2019 we want you guys to be on the journey with us and on behalf of everybody here in the teachercast educational network my name is jeff bradbury reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students